0: Today's episode of 2A for Today is an interview that I had on Freedom's Pep Rally with John James. We talked the Second Amendment, natural rights, the Bible, and we even had a back and forth with some progressives in the comments section. It was a great time. Welcome to 2A for Today.
1: They say I'm part of a global plan. I don't think so. It's too hot. It's too cold. You know what? The weather changes. Here's the news, Dad. Nope. It's hard to tell what's real and what's fake these days.
0: Ditch the fake news and always get the truth. Go to thenewamerican.com.
2: Now, you're a Second Amendment lover. You're a two-way supporter big time.
0: Yeah, I'm a a gun rights advocate. Like, I I thank God for the Second Amendment. Yep. And, you know, I, I, I think that oftentimes we look at it through the wrong lens. Like our rights don't come from the law. They don't even come from the constitution. Right. Um, Our our rights existed before the constitution. I mean, our declaration of independence, I mean, they just pointed to these rights are self evident. I mean, this isn't like something we're making up here. This is not an experiment. We're trying to put on reality. Reality is telling us and dictating to us how things should be. And we should just submit to the reality and stop going against the flow of God and right. realize that this is how things should operate and so the second amendment is a uh it's just expresses that we recognize that this god-given right is is necessary and it needs to be protected from infringement so i'm a big time fan of that uh, of our founders writing that down for us so it's it's in it's in stone i can always point to that in the law Look, like there's we don't right. need to argue this i can go to the ninth amendment and say i got rights that aren't written in this thing. However, there are some that are explicitly stated, so there's no question about those. Okay.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Well, they, they like to they like to make you think there are. They they cause people to question that. Uh, in fact, right now they're look. I, I don't know where we are. I haven't followed the legislation that closely. They are trying to uh, get rid of pistol braces. They try to get rid of assault assault weapons. Uh, which we know isn't just the AR-15. It's a whole long list of rifles, many of them used for hunting. They don't tell you that, though. They just single out the one, the evil-looking rifle. Uh, they've, they've tried to get rid of, and I don't know where the litigation on this stands or if it's still being litigated, the uh, bump stocks. I mean, none of these, all of these things, and we can't, and, and they keep, I don't know if you heard, uh, it was Fox News, and sometimes the idiocy that comes from there makes me laugh. Uh, Geraldo Rivera was uh, talking with uh, Greg Gutfeld on The Five, and uh, Geraldo said that, well, the AR-15, they sh- people shouldn't be allowed to own the AR-15. Uh, and Gutfeld said, well, why not? Well, because it's a, it's a machine gun. And, and Gutfeld, who I, I don't think knows what AR stands for anyway, but he said, do you know what AR stands for, to Heraldo? said, yeah, automatic rifle. <laughs> At least and, he didn't say and, assault. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, we might as well say assault, right? And and so this idiocy is permeating the brains of – and, and the, those who are fighting hardest to take away our Second Amendment rights, though, are people who – know nothing about guns they really don't michael bloomberg was schooled by a female reporter one time when he was talking about what does an ar-15 do well it goes i know michael uh gun god it doesn't Uh, these people are you know i don't want to use the word idiots but I'm, i'm going to because that's what they are and they're trying to tell us what we can and cannot own for guns and we know that's incrementally just trying to take them away from us altogether, right
0: absolutely Absolutely. I mean, remember Jerry Wayne, the uh, millwright that Joe Biden accosted? Yeah. I mean, the guy's like just challenging Joe, and he's like, I don't work for you. And and, and we're all like, duh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we know yeah. what you work for. But he goes on, you don't need an AR 14. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Wayne went ahead and made one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Which I think is great. I think the designation know. already existed anyway, but yeah. I, I'm thankful they haven't gone after the AR 10 because that's my favorite. So. The AR-10. I, I own an AR-10, actually.
2: I've got a 308. I love Amen. that. It's, a, it's a, Ruger, a Ruger Precision Rifle. Nice. Very Beautiful nice. gun. Yeah. But they, they want to take all those.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and rifles are used the least. I right. mean, yes. as far as yeah. all the, the choice things that people use to kill people, I think we, we might have assault hammers because, you know, they're shaped like right. tactical hammers. Yep. They'll be banned next. Because they actually are, actually, I think people are killed more by hammers than they are by rifles. Yes. Uh, the reality is that they're, they're just doing whatever they can to, to try to prevent the American people from being secure so they can grow a larger security state. It has nothing to do yes. with gun rights, really. It has to do with growth of the state. They recognize that if we're able to defend and protect ourselves, if we begin to self-govern like we're supposed to, right. then there's no use for them. They have to be useful. So the only right. way they can be useful is for us to have need of them. We don't have need of them. And so they try to damage our seeds, uh, tax our water. I mean, they want rainwater runoff to be taxed. And they, they, they want to take away our ability to self-govern. Because if you don't self-govern, you cannot have limited government. And so That's they want right. to grow government right. by reducing our ability to self-govern.
2: I just hired 87,000 IRS agents. I mean, before you know it, I mean, there are going to be more people working for the federal government than not. I mean, how long before we're all working for some branch of the federal government? And I mean, seriously, my, my wife works for the federal government. She works for the, the VA. She takes care of our veterans. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, but those, those are necessary jobs. But how many unnecessary jobs? You know, the, the mm-hmm. thing that I always laugh at, uh, Zoe, is. Whenever there's the threat of a government shutdown because they, you know, they can't raise the spending limit, uh, they say, well, you know, all uh, unnecessary uh, workers are going to be, you know, going to be laid off. There's going to be like two million or three million unnecessary uh, workers who are going to be laid off for a time. And I'm thinking, well, that's the problem. We have two to three million unnecessary workers. What does that say about us?
0: Right. Right. I mean, I keep hearing people say stuff to the effect of nobody's coming for your legally owned guns. I even saw a comment in the section here. And before I go to that one, I want to what God, you know, listen, our founders, they weren't all believers. You don't have to be a believer to participate in the American Republic. That's not right. The reality is though, that they recognized there was a creator and nature and nature, good moral people and religious people, moral and religious people don't trespass each other. They're not trying to take and steal from each other. They're not raping your daughters. They're not trying to steal from your grandmother when she's sleeping. They're not breaking in your home and invading your life. They don't trespass you. So good, moral, religious people, if they didn't have a government structure, then these are liberties that they would live with and, and they will be protected by pe- from people who would do those things to them. And so we wanna make sure we can protect good, moral, religious, free people to be free and have these things that will also keep them safe. Because you know what? The government has said on seven occasions that the the Supreme Court, that the police have no obligation to protect anyone not in their custody. So who? Who then is supposed to protect me at the end of the day? Me. And so when they talk about nobody's coming for you legally, whatever guns, Pritzker, P. Diddy in Illinois is pushing legislation and they're fighting for it, that would prevent me from having a rifle. Listen, for, you may not be right. reasonable to you to have a a rifle that can, you know, hold uh, more than 10 rounds. But if a mob of people came to my house, okay, to harm my family, an AR-15 is sufficient. Okay, and matter of fact, it's, it's not only reasonable, to me, an AR-10 is more reasonable because I, I love a heavy rifle. right? And so it, nobody gets to determine what is a reasonable thing for me to be safe in my domain. I'm a king in my kingdom, okay? And, and I got a bunch of kings that live around me. And we all, arm in arm, are defending our realm. And so if you don't have any say to, to come into my domain and, de- and demand anything, okay? are even the disciples. They had a, 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 Jesus said, go get your sword, right? He wasn't saying, so you can go and fight the government. But he was really saying that the reality is that in this world you live in, people don't have faith. Okay. Right. There are people that are going to come after you. The disciples scattered when Jesus was put, you know, he was smacked. He said, the, the shepherd will be smacked and the, and the sheep will scatter, right? The reality is that the founders of this country recognized that the two most important things we have are the right to speech, right. The right, okay, and the right to bear arms, and so if you look at the, the reality of the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, you're looking at even God's commands made into a covenant with the people. We're going to protect your right to preach, to have church, to assemble, to print a Bible, because you know what? Overseas they were they were actually putting people in in jail for printing Bibles. Yeah. Matter of fact, they want to put people in jail today for speaking the Bible at they schools.
2: Do. They do. Yes, and they it, do. They and do. So,
0: it, the reality is that First and Second Amendment, the Second Amendment is defending your neighbor, t- loving your neighbor as yourself. If I'm having to sit and watch my neighbor be raped by someone because I can't stop them, I got to call the police. Right. And it's going to take the police how many times while my next door neighbor is being pinned down and shot. That's violence against my conscience. Yes. Because I'm, a, I'm, I'm the kind of person... I'm going to go rescue them. I will spend the night in jail for rescuing yeah. them. Yeah. I will give my life to protect Absolutely. my neighbor because I love my neighbor as myself. And so the founders wanted to make sure that no one who has a good moral and religious conscience was prohibited from doing what nature, what they would do naturally as good moral religious people. It has nothing to do with necessarily which God, as much as it has to do with that, the God who created all this and gave us natural rights. These are things that would happen if there was no government and good, and moral, religious people were able to protect themselves. So let's protect their ability to do that—to self-govern—and then Amen. we can have limited government. So anyway, so I, I was looking at some of the comments. So I just want to respond to some of that.
2: I love that. <laughs> I, I think I want to address a few of them here. This uh, uh, Sigrid, uh, I don't know if I'm saying your name right, sir or ma'am. Uh, I'm not sure which because there are a picture of two people on the uh, the photo. Uh, why would a born again Christian need a gun? Jesus then have a gun? Okay. Uh, for, first of all uh born, born again Christian it doesn't matter uh, we live in an imperfect world and the imperfect world if you if you understand the bible began way back uh, upon man's creation uh, so we live in an imperfect world god gives us free will over our own lives and unfortunately we get to make bad choices and good choices those who make bad choices will attack those who make good choices regardless of whether or not they live a righteous life or the best they nobody lives a righteous life but the best they can um so so i mean this this uh, poor narrative matt says uh, gun is not in the bible Uh, Well, neither is hammer, neither is, uh, I I mean, you you could go on. These people try to throw, they just try to shoot holes in everything. Do you want to address some of this? I would Uh, love to. I would love to. I I love the idea that, you know, why would a born again
0: Christian need a gun? I I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to Alaska or the Serengeti or um, any place where wild animals will come out of the woods and eat you. But Jesus was not saying you should not carry something to defend yourself and be right. devoured by wild beasts. Even if that wild beast is a human. Okay. The reality is that he was telling his disciples at the time, this is going to happen to me. I'm telling you it's going to happen. You don't believe me. I'm a prophet. This, they're going to come do this to me and put me on the cross. You don't need to stop that. Matter of fact, you trying to stop it means you're following hell itself. Right? Satan has entered into you. And even though you just said, I'm the son of God, Peter, you trying to stop me from going to the cross is Satan. Okay. <laughs> so taking up a right. sword to stop what I've just prophesied is Satan. Right. We need to back, back off of that. The reality, but in Romans 13, Paul, who also is an apostle. Okay. He, he's also one who's given us an understanding and revelation. God spoke through him. Paul, uh, Paul said in Romans 13, that his ministers bear the sword. And he wasn't talking about the heathen forever and ever Amen. who better than a just person to bear the sword. Imagine if it was the local youth pastor that pulled over George Floyd. Now, I'm not saying that George Floyd would have survived. He had enough fentanyl in him to kill a horse. Yes, he did. However, his last few minutes probably would have looked different (laughs) because the guy who was kneeling on him would not have been kneeling on him like that when he was calling for his mama. Because for me, the local youth pastor would have turned him on his side, brother, we got you some help coming, all right? Here's some water. See, loving your neighbor as yourself makes you behave differently, even if you have a sword, okay? Paul wasn't talking about the, the, the Holy Bible or the spirit. Paul was talking about you going up against the government and they bear the sword to punish evildoers. And so you will reap damnation from this person who will be acting as God's avenger on evildoers. if you do that, because they are doing their job. Now, if they are unjust and they're doing evil things, then they are illegitimate. But if they are doing the just thing and you're doing evil, evil's pretty obvious, it's trespassing other people, then you deserve the sword that you get. You got, it's it's your comeuppance, okay? If you are violating somebody and, and trying to rob their, their wives, their mothers, rape their daughters, you deserve the sword, period. And his, his ministers are the best people to carry it. Who better than a just person to bear the sword? Who better than a just person to judge? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2, don't you know the saints will judge the world? Psalm 125, 3, the scepter of wickedness shall not depart from the land of the righteous. Who better than the just to bear the scepter? I mean, so I, I I mean, we can argue what the Bible says and didn't say and what your interpretation of it is, but the reality is that Paul looked at reality and he says, God is going to do this because this is the reality. It's his ministers. Government is his idea. And if you reject and resist people who have been given the power to punish evildoers by doing evil, you're going to, you're going to experience the sword. And that sword at the time, I mean, you ask why is there no gun in the Bible there? Well, there were slings, okay? <laughs> now yeah, maybe there was, was no high yeah. capacity yeah. uh, back. That David killed Goliath. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the key here is that Christian nationalism, all of that stuff, it's all just bloviating obfuscation of truth. It's like calling somebody a conspiracy theorist. The CIA came up with these terms to try to dismiss and marginalize mm-hmm. people. There is no other country in the world where good people are going to protect evil people and give them rights, except for where Christians are. I want you to talk this nonsense someplace where there are no Christians. You won't, not very long. Christians are the only ones protecting your right to be a fool and say stupid things. And so the idea that there is a Christian nationalism that is a threat, it's not a threat. That the threat are heathens, people who will want to groom your children for sexual things. The the, the evil is people who are trying to actually kill babies in the womb. The most vulnerable people in the world. I mean, (laughs) I I can go on and on, but this this program wasn't about that. The program is really about the fact that you have the ability, the right, and our founders made sure they enshrined it and they wrote about it. Even Alexander Hamilton says that the best we can ask is that all the people be sufficiently armed. And he said, because when they're, when their representatives fail them okay when the, when the when their representatives fail the constituents then they can they have the recourse of that first right to self defense period and so our founders maybe they weren't all christians but they had an idea that liberty was the preeminent thing and our and our god says well, the spirit of the lord is there is liberty and the whole creation is yearning in eager expectation for the sons of god those just people to manifest so it can be liberated from corruption and enter into the glorious liberty of the sons of God.
2: So liberty is a big deal to God. And I think our founders, they recognize that. Oh, so. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely, they did. And we, we were founded on the Judeo-Christian ethic. There's no really no argument there. Um, people don't want to believe it. They don't want to know it. And that's why they are saying the Constitution. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, I believe. Hold on, I've got a... This stupid chair keeps going down here. Nancy Pelosi famously said that the uh the constitution's out of date it's an antiquated document they don't like the constitution the the left the progressives run roughshod over the constitution they don't even acknowledge it when they make decisions when they do things they don't care about it when they make gun control right uh g- when they make uh, gun control laws when they uh silence free speech when the fbi and cia go to facebook and twitter and they say okay uh, you've gotta you've gotta suppress uh this stuff because we don't want it to get out uh it might cause joe to lose the election this this is running roughshod over the constitution, the first and the second amendments, right? And more Lawlessness. probably. Lawlessness, bro. Lawless, yes. And, and, and that's the
0: key, like that, I mean, if we're talking about you know the second amendment, we're really talking about a group of people who were making policies from a mindset of Christian Judeo-Christian law to be able to govern people that some of them didn't believe in God. And right. so they wanted to make sure and and maybe to their detriment that people who did not believe in God were also protected to, to be able to do whatever, you know, to, to, to because if they were moral, then this, this place is for you. This is, you Great. live freely, right? But there there is no way, there has never been any evidence that the people who believe will be protected by the heathen, okay? The people who believe would eventually be persecuted. They would be label lynched. They would call them names, call them whatever. And then they would eventually kill them and get rid of them because they were an impediment to the people just fully, you know, doing whatever they wanted to do with children and and the elderly. And and, 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 and so they were an impediment because of the way they lived. And so they would get rid of them. And then that, that nation would eventually fall. And so our founders wanted to make sure that they produced something that wouldn't fall. I mean, we we don't want the nation to collapse. And if you look at the Democrat hellholes where lawlessness is rampant, Absolutely. where they violate the separation of powers, I mean, like our government's supposed to be um, slow. It's supposed to be not as efficient. Inefficiency in our government is purposeful. It's an impediment to despotism. It slows tyranny down because justice happens really slow. Ask any Negro, I'm, I'm, I'm black. My family's been black. I've been black my whole life, right? right. I got fa- I got my dad, my mom, my uncles, they all black. All right? <laughs> yep. And they they lived through a time where justice moved ter- terribly slow for them. But tyranny could happen real fast by people who would just trespass the law, disregard constitutional rights, disregard um, individual liberty, disregard their, their God-given right to keep and bear arms, okay? and then trespass them and justice would happen so slow that people would be dead before they got any justice so justice delayed is justice denied right so they want yeah they just wanted
2: to slow tyranny down to the speed of justice so well you see you see the big shift going on now all of this all of the all of the stuff we consider evil and it is and there are people on here who don't consider and that's fine. You're welcome here. You are and everybody's welcome to their own opinion. But there are people who consider uh abortion not evil. They consider uh the, the many things that are going on gun control not evil. They consider Uh, The the silencing of free speech, not evil. They consider drag shows for six-year-olds and grooming of five- and six-year-olds and older. and and, uh, Chemical castration. Chemical castration. They consider that not evil. And that is moving at a a rabbit's pace. Meanwhile, you have people January 6th who did no harm, who did nothing illegal, many of them, still rotting in jail, waiting for a day in court. This is the big shift is happening here and it's pervasive and it's 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 just it, it befuddles me how so many people are letting it happen with their heads buried in the sand and deny there's anything wrong. All they've got to complain about is, well, you're transphobic or, or you know, you, you're an homosexual. I get called that a lot. Yeah, Um, You know, like this, when there are much more, I mean, the Chinese spy balloon, they just want to, they're minimizing that, and they're more worried about uh, climate change. You know,
0: it's Bill Maher, who I don't listen to really, but somebody sent me a link, and he made a very uh, salient point. He said that I have been arguing with people that call climate change a theory for, you know, decades. But now I have people on my side arguing that biology is just a theory. <laughs> right, right. Listen, I, the, the, to, to most of the people on the opposite side, um, we find that hypocrisy to them doesn't matter. It's just strategy. They don't really, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to make sense. It just no, has, it has to be a, a very good-sounding argument that can appeal to the emotions because they understand something that most conservatives don't. Listen most of our progressive friends are smarter in, in certain ways because right. they, yeah, right. like yeah. even Jesus said to be as wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove, right? They understand human nature. And so they understand if they can make an argument that appeals to the baser nature of men and to a carnal reaction, okay, that by doing so, they can provoke what looks like a popular movement, even if it's not because people will be emotionally bought in. And once people get emotionally bought in, it's hard to turn them around. You know, like for instance, if you really think somebody's cheating on you as being unfaithful to you, even if they're not, you're qualifying everything they do to be unfaithfulness, a slip of paper, a phone call, oh, they must be cheating, oh, they must be cheating. And you're pushing them away from you and making them feel uncomfortable being around you to the point that they may leave, okay? The same thing happens with racism. If you're if you think everything is race based and you're race obsessed, even if somebody doesn't answer you quickly enough at the register, oh, they must be racist. Right. No, maybe they just lost their parents. And right. I right, I mean, you don't we don't know. I made Absolutely. that assumption at at a, at a point in time. And I and but anyway, she, the lady turned out not to be racist. We are really good friends today. And so the reality is that if we allow these our opponents to dictate a narrative and we respond to that narrative in a way that does not just refute it and move on and then state what we believe in, that their narrative is able to maintain dominance, even if it's stupid, even if it doesn't right. make sense, even if it's just hypocritical. I mean, racism is evil, but so is reverse racism. Just because somebody has the majority doesn't mean that... They're the racist and you're not because you're the minority.
2: Again, some you. of my
0: families are the most racist. Some of my family members are some of the most racist people I ever heard speak. Their, their white friends don't wouldn't even be able to sit in a room and listen to them talk.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I you know, I look at I look at our, our media, our journalists, uh, which I put in air quotes because their heads are full of air. I look at our raging racist Joy Reid. I look at Whoopi Goldberg, I look at Sonny Hostin. I look at Joy Behar. Uh, the two joys that bring no joy. Uh, th- they are as racist as racist can be. And everything, everything is racist. Everything is about race. And you've got yeah. Hannah Nicole Jones, I guess her name is. Uh, she's out there. You've got Ibram X. Kendi out there pushing anti-racism. Yeah. And they are they are doing the bidding of yeah. Satan, I guess. They are dividing us and they are working for what can easily be construed as communists, the means justify uh, the ends
0: justify the means. Excuse me. Right, right. And so Absolutely. they they are they are operating in a racist way, calling uh, any group something, you know, and saying that they are something is bigots. It's bigotry. Okay, and if you're doing it in a race based way, it is racism. Just because some university person changed the definition of racism in the most recent era doesn't mean it stopped being racist. Okay, Great. like are, th- these, these Marxists run the schools. So the, the reality yeah. is yeah, that you're right. Uh, that you know the idea. Okay, the separ- separation church. said I saw it kind of pop up in there, and yeah. they. Most of our founders wanted to keep the state from dictating things to the church. That's why even today, churches do not have to be 501c3. They are exempt in some states from taxation. They're not even qualified to be taxed because they wanted to keep the state out of the church completely. They're not even just nonprofit. They, They don't even have to even sign up for that right? (laughs) because they wanted to keep the state out of the church completely. Yeah. Okay. And and as far as like, you know, the idea that, you know, there should be some angst and anger about even like what has happened in the past. I I believe that our, our American uh, experience, our story is a redemptive gift from God. Mm. I really do. There has been no other country in the history of the documented world where two people groups that looked exactly the same fought each other, killed people. They went to school with, and and did it over a bunch of pickaninnies that looked nothing like them. Mm. Okay, that's never happened, number one. Number two, the first independent republic in the history of the documented world to abolish slavery did it here, and it was Vermont. And it happened in 1777. 1776, they did the Declaration of Independence. 1777, less than a year later, Vermont's like, yeah, we like that. So they wrote it in, okay, first independent probably, we're not gonna have slavery here. Now things weren't perfect, but mm-hmm. slavery was an institution that was millennia long. I mean, they, <laughs> this generation of people that were challenged by it, they did the hard work of challenging it and ending it, okay, at least in their midst. And so back, back 1792, the first constitutional carry state, again, Vermont. Okay, they, they said, listen, you, you don't have a right to stop people from keeping and bearing arms. So for the for two hundred years, they were the only state in their constitution that said you can. You, we we can't even permit it. We we're not going to give out permits. Right, right. Vermont doesn't even permit. You don't have to have a permit. You can we, keep and bear arms, buy arms in Vermont with no
2: permitting. New even Hampshire, that- New Hampshire, and Maine, though, are the same. We we don't have to have it uh, here in Maine either. Uh, you don't have to ask permission to exercise your Second Amendment right. Isn't that novel? I mean, Isn't that novel? It was, it's
0: not a radical departure from reality, but our, right. our, our, our our opponents are making a radical departure from reality. Yeah. And that, that radical departure from reality, uh, to them, it seems like something that will work. But you know what? I love history. And so as I read history, I notice that the only people that have ever taken guns— From people were despots. Anybody who limited your ability to 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 keep and bear arms
2: were people who had evil intent. Yeah. Okay. And so I I, I, mm. look how it's working in New Zealand. Look how gun control is working now in New Zealand. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I I want to. Could you address this question here? Uh, Matt asks. He he's asked this before. I would like it from your perspective. What do you think? of Confederate statues and Texas celebrating Confederate Day. Well, army base names. I live in South Carolina. I grew yeah. up
0: with sons of Confederate veterans. I mean, they were, I went to school with them. We, we started out playing in dirt together, having pine cone fights. And I mean, just teasing each other on the bus, playing together. It wasn't until I got into like middle school and high school that people started to 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 make a distinction based on that idea that, that, that there was a, a confederate history and I should not be friends with them. I let it affect me for about 5 or 10 years. And then when I got out and I went in the military and I was uh, surrounded by again sons of confederate veterans, right. people that I that, that that I grew up with in the military together, okay? That had a respect for each other and we would behave in a way that was Fair, even though we had differences of opinion, right? To me, that that's what America was all about. I, I, my I, The idea that I had was that, you know, sticks and stones may break your bones, but words won't hurt you, right? Well, today right. we got a bunch of weak, limp, just weak people that think words are violence. Low-T people. And yes, so, sir. I, I, I would say for my for my part, and this isn't for every black person. I don't speak for black people. I just speak for me. Um, right now, if I ran for office because I I went to school with these guys and we're still friends today, we still go and train together. We still do politics together. Sons of Confederate veterans would likely come out and help me door knock in my campaign for office because we're Americans and I respect them and I love them and they love me. Amen. People have this idea that just because it it was like, like, I'll give you an example. General Lee, Robert E. Lee. I love the man one of the most honorable men ever walked the earth. I mean, the guy, not only um, did he do the honorable thing and fight for his state, because at the time his state was a nation, okay? After the war, he prevented us from descending into guerrilla warfare, which we probably would still be fighting pockets of civil war aggression today if he didn't make that decision to help the union try to heal. And so for me, looking at our country, trying to forgive and heal, and, and it didn't really work because, you know, they rep, taxation without representation. They installed right. a lot of representatives here in my state at the time and the people that they didn't like it. And so um, because of that, there was a hundred years of angst. And so yeah. for me, I, I look at those statues and I think that, listen, the, the, the Confederate flag flying around and those statues means that we live in the freest country that's ever been. Cause there's never been a country in the history of the documented world again where the loser of any battle on the soil that the battle was fought could still fly their flags. That means we do live in the, the safest place with liberty and justice for all, okay? Because we're not punishing people for the, the things that they, that they like. We're not punishing people for things that, that they wanna remember and honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to punish people for that, that's what ISIS did. They went around destroying monuments to Christianity. Yes, sir. Okay. They went on destroying monuments to stuff. We got Abraham Lincoln upside down, destroyed by stupid Marxists, fueled by foolish ideas, like we should get rid of all of our history, like like the Chinese did. Okay. The, the CCP, the Communist Party, Mao's Party, They they went around and they destroyed the four olds. They wanted to get rid of all your traditions. and all it's, it's all stupid, okay? It's all stupid. And if you wanted to fly a flag of Hitler, you can do it. I don't you care. Do I'm not you going to t- weaponize the government against you to prevent right. you from doing it. That's the kind of stupid that we're trying to prevent here.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And 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 I, for your sake, I want to let you know I just got a, a message from uh, the network that said you had a hard out at 955, and we're over sorry so no it's not it it wasn't a hard out for me i think it was for you you probably have another interview don't you i I have a meeting at 10
0: (laughs) i do but that's okay because this is most important we have people, I love I love having the discussion. I love when people yeah. are able to communicate, right? There are places right. I can't go and have this conversation. But uh, you allow people to come here that we don't agree with, that right. don't agree with us, to have the conversation. That is America to me.
2: That is. This America. is the
0: America that cannot happen at Marxist campuses around the country because they will keep conservative speakers from even coming. They we do. don't want that
2: here. They do. They absolutely do. Yeah, they shut they shut people out. They will not. They will not tolerate it. Uh, We see it all the time at college campuses across the United States, and it just never ends. And it gets worse and worse. Um, I I saw somebody mention uh, Jim Crow. Uh, Well, you know, you got Joe Biden making Jim Crow great again. Right. Jim Crow. The Jim Crow Crow era had passed. It had all passed. We are not a racist country. I like nice people. I don't care what color anybody is or what ethnicity they are. I like nice people. Most of us Americans, most conservative Americans, again, we can't throw everybody into the group, most conservative Americans are open-minded and don't care what color you are or what ethnicity you are. Uh, the Jim Crow era was different. Who's making it? Who's bringing it back? Joe Biden and his freak show, the regime, and the mainstream media. And yes, uh, R- R- Joy Reid is a racist. She is a huge racist. Thank you for that, Casey. That's
0: right. And I uh, God bless you, brother. I. I do need to. I'm so honored that you would have me on the show. Thank you. And even all to the people who don't agree with us or whatever that in the comments and chats, thank you for being willing yes. to have the conversation. Yes. Thank you for showing up, man. This we is should... a conversation we need to be having for everyone. And you guys have yeah. the courage to at least express your ideas, to, to, to challenge us, to let us challenge you. And that's what America's about, guys.
2: See, that's what I
0: say every day. I... You've been watching 2A for today. My name is Zo. If your right to keep and bear arms is important to you, make sure to subscribe to The New American Magazine and get on the top daily headlines mailing list, so that you get an email alert anytime that we upload a video or stream a live event. Thank you for watching, two way for today.
1: Sophia paused before the door. It read, Department of Bi-Digital Convergence. Just inside was a new world, a better world, the one of everlasting life, of no pain, of no loss, of no problem. She entered the chamber and her surroundings changed. She saw around her an infinite field of waving golden grain surmounted by cloudless blue sky. The AI voice whispered gently in her mind, Welcome to the singularity. She couldn't see it and couldn't feel it but her body had almost instantly been covered by a swarm of tiny gray multi-legged bots that melted through her clothes and into her skin. Not perceiving the nightmare, her eyes had already been consumed and the rest of her body was dissolving as the bots digested her flesh. She felt only a warmth suffusing her being. Drowsy, she drifted to sleep, and her last thought was one of panic. Would she ever wake? Could a nightmare vision like this be an outcome of the much-hyped transhumanist technological singularity? Enter the world of the future as illuminated by the experience of the past in Endgame, the new book by Dennis Barrett, the publisher of The New American Magazine, and find out how the disastrous COVID pandemic response fits with the technocratic elite's thirst to create a transhumanist utopia. Get Endgame from shopjbs.org with free shipping with code ENDSHIP, E-N-D-S-H-I-P. Or get Endgame and the Great Reset Collectors issue of the New American Magazine and get free shipping plus an additional 20% off both with code N20, END20.